Here's something I was wondering this mm-hmm. week. Have you ever had an idea for a movie or a TV show and you just burn out of it at a record speed, just so fast? You get so excited and then you're over it. Yeah, but I'm more, I'm even more aggressive about it. I take an idea and if I feel any sort of way, obviously I get excited about it, mm-hmm. but I will immediately kill the idea if, because I start immediately, immediately comparing it to other things. Mm-hmm. So if I go like, Oh, you know what's funny? Yeah. I should have done that with the really shitty one with with RoboCop, but without RoboCop. The police officer yeah, one? Yeah, I really should have just scrapped it. But I thought, you know, this is like a fetus that was born too early and you're keeping it on life support. Premature. Yeah, it was a, pre- it was a preemie baby. And uh, instead of i think it's because it's one of my it was one of my first children mm-hmm. i was trying to be real precious about it and go you know what i'm going to take a chance on this and hope that it works itself out and i kept it on life support even after they told me it was a vegetable and i feel like that's me with novelties sometimes really it's not yeah honestly cuz i keep stretching mm-hmm. out the the editing process that one's probably going to take me forever to go to a decent place but, but at least people have told you it's good they have they have and i appreciate that yeah cuz for me it was hey this is really shitty <laughs> and you should probably re reconsider all these ideas you never finished it though you never got to the end of the story i never did finish it i mean i, I outlined it mm-hmm. so there is an outline for the ending and it ends in a glorious shootout with all the protagonists dying yeah i yeah i like dreadful endings like that yeah the, the devastation yeah, at the where, end, yeah. Where, where justice doesn't prevail and i just feel like so dark it's a reflection of real life you know yeah yeah, yeah, the the good real. guys rarely win. Yeah, rarely. I don't know. That's not true. <laughs> Were the founding fathers good guys? Mm, <laughs> debatable. <laughs> Very debatable. That's a white way of putting it. Yeah. Bunch of slave owners. It's a little. I know. They could have said no. But they loved freedom. <laughs> Did they, though? No. Slave they owners and freedom. Yeah. That's, that's such a what contradiction. A, what a paradox. Right? So complicated Crazy. these men were. <laughs> is it, okay? I don't know. Is that like a, a like a like a weird thing, racial thing? I don't know. Because I used to look up to George Washington a lot. You did? I did. Yeah, I thought because George Washington wasn't older than like twenty seven when all these things happened. Huh. So him being so young, but I mean, he was rich, I guess. So yeah. But rich people can be heroes. Oh, that sounded <laughs> awful. <laughs> Where are we going? Yeah, no. It sounds like I'm about to, I'm about to protect uh, the bourgeoisie oh right there. The reason why, why I was asking uh-huh. was because I went to get a background check this week mm-hmm. oh, for, yeah. for my, my for citizenship thing. Yeah. yeah. So I went to go do that this week. And on the way there, I, I don't know why. I was so nervous about it. Mm-hmm. I... I never had a background check done before, like a criminal background really? check. No, never. Wow. Not even for a job. Or, I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, not, maybe Starbucks did one on you without you knowing. That maybe. Maybe uh, they're like Baskin Robbins. You know how <laughs> they do that? I don't know. It's a meme from from Ant Man that oh. they always know. 
Yeah, well, who knows, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my, my first consensual background check, I guess. <laughs> I was so nervous about it. I was about to like, say, why are you nervous about it, though? I was so nervous about it because on, on the way there, I think there's part of me that was scared about what would come up for some reason, which doesn't make any sense. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not like this is going to be the way I find out I robbed a bank or something. Anything that comes up on a criminal background check, yeah. you would know about. It's if you've been convicted of anything, you would know about it, right? Now there's a script. That's exactly where I'm going with this, though, because <laughs> when I was on the way there, I started thinking that could be a script, though. Mm. You know, that so, you robbed a bank in your that sleep. someone accidentally, like they were a criminal, but they don't know it, and they accidentally yeah. exposed themselves right. by getting a background checked when they weren't supposed to because mm-hmm. they didn't know that they weren't supposed to. Yeah, and then it's this whole maybe like a weird timelines emerging kind of thing. Uh-huh. This, and then, but then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, that's a lot for me. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> so by the time I got there to get my get fingerprinted, I was over it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's about as fast as it is for me sometimes mm-hmm. when I come up with something a while back, I had this thing where these people would have like drawings in their hands and mm-hmm. they could activate powers and, there was one guy who drew something really weird on his hand and he broke through to a different dimension mm-hmm. where all these people had symbols on their hands. And yeah. it was the same type of thing. Yeah. Where all, and then what happened <laughs> is that when he broke through to the other universe, it was like a heaven and hell kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was purgatory, maybe. If, I don't remember exactly what it was. But when he broke through to that universe, he found that these people were all on the verge of war and each each uh, faction had different drawings on their hand for different powers. And then I go, ooh, wait, this sounds like Avatar, but with like a dimension thrown in, but oh. for no reason. The, the, yeah. the blue Avatar? Yeah. I haven't seen no, that. No, 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 no. The other Avatar. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the last Airbender, yeah. Because I was, I was thinking, well... There's factions, and they all have, you know... Yeah. These guys are fire. These guys are water. Oh, I was like, yeah, that's a little... Man, yeah. So I threw that one away as soon as I... But I made art for it. I, mm-hmm. I drew the stuff that, that I had seen. I, I made lore for it. But just because I wanted to see if I could take anything from it. It sucks when you get all invested in the idea and then you have to let it go. That's yeah. like the other one. The one that I'm just... I'm not even going to... I'm going to take this one idea to the grave. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I'm just so embarrassed by it because I, I I got so excited about it. Mm-hmm. I outlined the whole season, I think, and I did a more detailed outline of the pilot. Mm-hmm. I wrote like five pages of the pilot, and that's when I realized it was garbage. Oh, no. I did all of that. I was like, oh, God, I can't. <laughs> I, I cannot let this see the light of day. Yeah. I can't even talk about it to people. It's oh, so embarrassing. Man. But then from there, I came up with my my animated pilot that i wrote and it was, well that's good yeah at so least you got better. something out of see that's what i was trying to i do made a be, i made a good choice yeah that, that's exactly what i was trying to do is write it all out and then try and extract the good pieces from it mm-hmm. but whatever good came out of it i didn't even i didn't even really do anything with it but you know what it what it's on i'm a so i'm pretty i don't know if you know this about me but i'm a really big fan or i used to be a really big fan of like old technology yeah I used to collect Palm Pilots 
Really? Yeah, I used to collect those. <laughs> That's just a specific thing. Yeah. But I, it's also a very specific era, so yeah, it makes sense. So I used to collect Palm Pilots, and I used to collect the Casio planners because mm-hmm. i used to have one in my backpack at all times when I was in middle school. yeah <laughs> and i my favorite one i broke because i had it i brought it to school because i had this idea of like oh like i, I want to like you know it's a cool old thing to jot down notes or whatever but i was in pe and i threw my backpack across the room because mm-hmm. that was a i was trying to i don't know if it was cool it was dumb you know what i mean just dumb middle school shit like yeah taking your backpack and throwing it all across the 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 gym because like the floors were you know I don't know what material but this it's so slippery slippery yeah yeah so when you it would land it would slide for another 20 feet mm-hmm. so it was really cool I guess I think I it's guess cool it's cool when you're 12 <laughs> yeah so I did that and I broke it but my point is uh because I used to collect stuff like that uh one day I bought from Goodwill this I think it's like an Apple product too. Mm-hmm. It's this tiny little keyboard and it has a little display that's like three lines. And it's supposed to be something where you just kind of type out stuff and then it'll retain it in the memory of the thing. Mm-hmm. That's where I wrote all that lore. Really? Yeah, because I, I just wanted to be cool, I guess. I don't know. It's not cool <laughs> at all. I don't know how to extract it from there, but... That that's where all that information is. I still have that's it. It's in my garage. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, that died as quickly. The same day, same mm-hmm. day, maybe like two hours it took. Just scrapped it. It's so sad because then you have to think of something else to do. Yeah, but then sometimes you come up with way better ideas. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I did. I, def- I definitely did. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of just have to because you, you, you just caught this wave of creative energy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't end up doing anything with it it's so fucking disappointing you know that's true so you, you have to find a different way to direct it and channel it into a better idea before you lose your mind at least that's how it is for me mm-hmm. it's like i can't not write now that i am so ready to write something yeah i think i shouldn't wait for the new year but one of the things i think i'm going to make a goal for myself is is for next year at least is mm-hmm. becoming a better writer yeah for sure because i i was just thinking about what you said of all these ideas, right? And you pick them and you try and do something with them. Mm-hmm. Well, in my notebook, I have, I don't know if it's like the fifth page or something like that. All these, it's not even log lines, but all these titles mm-hmm. of ideas that I have had in the past and may, at least 10 of them. Or sorry, I should say, the, say it the other way. Only I've only written out two of them at all. So there's so many other ideas that I could do. <laughs> I'm always afraid that they're too dumb, but I'll never uh, know if I don't explore it. Yeah, that's the thing. I, yeah. I, my, I don't think I've ever come up with a, an extremely creative idea mm-hmm. that you kind of just... I mean, how do you gauge that? I don't know if you can. You know, mm-hmm. we were talking about submitting a short film to different festivals, and out of mm-hmm. curiosity, I looked up... What, what do Sundance judges say about what makes them choose something? And mm. literally all the answers are, you know, they get questions like, mm. what do you have a preference for a genre? Do you have a pr- preference for a subject matter? Mm. How do I make it creative enough? And all of the answers are basically just like, eh, just, you know, we'll do your best. And so if we like it, like there's basically no rules, just kind of yeah. go for it. You just can, do your best. You can write something about the most basic a really basic concept that people have seen before but if you mm-hmm. put su- uh, the stuff that you really care about into it that mm-hmm. would make it stand out if you 
execute it well. Yeah, I guess it's all in the execution mm-hmm. of the idea. Yeah. Right? And just as long as they can probably tell if you're writing something just to win an award. If you're trying to see there what are... wins awards and then you're like, okay, now I'm going to tr- take my shot at this genre it, or this this story. It reminds me of when guys write women in their scripts. Mm-hmm. Remember we were talking about that a while back? Yeah. And they make them like suffer through all this unnecessary trauma. Yeah. Just to be like, just to, just to say, oh, she's like, she's tough and yeah. she she's mean because the world has done this to her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's when you can so, really tell. It's that's that's some crazy shit, isn't it? People to write like a empathetic female protagonist. This guy's first thing is like, let's fucking rape her or something. You yeah, know, it's something crazy. Like, like calm that. the fuck down. Yeah, she was beaten to, almost to death. Yeah. by this random stranger. Her dad know? tried to kill her. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I say that, but I'm I'm not necessarily guilty of that. But I remember. Remember that script that I was that I was trying to write a long time ago mm. about this girl who lives in Gibraltar? Yes, yeah. Yes. One of the things that I did to this character was that she was really close to her dad mm-hmm. and then her dad died. Yeah. I don't know if that's that bad. No, I feel well, like that's it's pretty that's, normal. That's that happens to male protagonists all the time. Yeah, right. They lose a parent. Simba. Well, that's, that's <laughs> I don't know why I jumped to a fucking Disney movie. But but you know, that kind of kind of proves a point too. It happens mm-hmm. in children's movies. Yeah. So I just wanted something I needed uh for the sake of the what is it called? Where wherever where things kick off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for, yeah, basically. For yeah. the sake of like So because her dad dies, the mm-hmm. story goes in the, the a certain direction. Certain direction yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I did. Yeah, that's fine. You know, they always make moms die, or they have the mm-hmm. girlfriend or the wife die when she's pregnant. It just made me think, the The mom doesn't play that huge of a role in that script. Maybe mm-hmm. I should do that instead. <laughs> I have her figure things out on her own, mm-hmm. for the most part, or bouncing ideas off of her lover that she yeah. eventually gets. But I think That's it's good. probably better to involve the mother at some point, you know? It could it could be interesting. I, I think the instinct you have to have her figure things out herself Mm -hmm. that's the best way to go with it because Mm -hmm. the stories can get bad when other characters are solving the problem around the protagonist because that makes you less invested in the protagonist that's right so i think you're definitely correct with Mm -hmm. that having the mom be there uh, is the dad still dead yeah he's always dead yeah so the mom being there can provide uh, more info about where the protagonist's values come from and how yeah. the two of them may or may not have leaned on each other to recover from dad's death. And right, yeah. Oh, if, I forgot if, the mom's human too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she's not going to care. Moms are human, exactly. Her husband so, uh, but it could be it could be that maybe she, if she's particularly maladjusted, maybe she wasn't mm. supportive enough to her daughter after her dad died or her, her daughter had to take care of the mom instead of the other way around. I think the way I wrote it is that the mother was trying so hard to be close to her daughter mm. after the incident yeah. that it made her push her away a lot. Which, that that's something that, that's realistic too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm I think if, if you go back to that, it definitely definitely gives some time to the mom that could make things interesting. I definitely want to go back to yeah. that because I feel... I feel if I take that script and I refine it over the years, that could be something I could make. 
mm-hmm. eventually. And that's such an exciting, one of the things about that script that I thought it's probably a, the weakest point of it, but it makes me enamored with the idea mm-hmm. is the fact that it was centered around a geographical location, a specific geographical location. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, yeah. I, I remember researching Gibraltar and seeing, you know, the economy, the geography, what, who is it British? Is it Spanish? Yeah. Whatever. All those things, culture, just to try and accurately, paint this picture while I was writing it but it was just that would be so cool to make a movie on that island yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. I think a couple of at least a couple of my scripts are like that too where they're centered around a specific location and that's a big part of it yeah um my one in Santa Cruz and my other one in Texas Mm -hmm. yeah location's a big deal super yeah yeah I'll be honest I don't know how to segue into Hollywood at all. Well, let's just jump into it. Yeah, we um, can just jump into it. We, we kind of, last week, we touched a little bit on this trip that we went on a few years ago, and apparently people were curious about the details. Um, I haven't had time to really go back into my memory and remind myself what happened, because it was a while ago, but let's see if we can put the pieces back together. Yeah, I think the most fun part about that story is that I hadn't been to L.A., in a long time mm-hmm. before Same. I went. Same. Right. So I consider it, be, for the sake of making the story sound the way it does to mm-hmm. me, it was the first time I went to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So the first time I went, I went with Zandra. I went, we didn't, we, you couldn't come that time, I remember. Right. For one reason or another. But it was probably a good thing that you didn't come. Mm-hmm. Because the way we did it was so... Oh yeah, no, I'm glad I didn't go. <laughs> Yes. I know it was like it was like a really good uh, networking opportunity, but still. You guys were there for basically just twenty four hours, right? Yeah, a little less. Something like something oh, actually, yeah, you're right. Right around twenty four hours. So what we did is including we were, like the the trip to and from or Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were broke as fuck. Mm-hmm. We couldn't afford a hotel. So Xandra and I hopped in a or her car. I'm pretty sure it was her car. Yeah. And it was just a question at first. She goes, "We." it was right after class. She goes, hey, do you want to come to L.A. with me to go see this live version of this podcast I listen mm-hmm. to? Script notes, Script right? Script notes, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just for, just for a backstory, Xandra is our friend from our screenwriting class. She yeah. Was, we had our little cool kids table for a couple of years. That's right, the cool kids club. Yeah. Yeah. So she asked me, yeah, do you want to go to L.A. for the Script Notes podcast, the live thing? I think some how it didn't work out for them because i remember watching it was for the 20 something no 50th anniversary of the princess bride right yeah so they were doing a q a on that i thought right. she she ended up in the episode didn't she yes. like she asked a question and it was it well that's up. what i'm saying i don't think they recorded any of that oh yeah i, I think it was supposed to be recorded oh. and then it just turned into a q a Oh, that's too uh, bad. It was so really... That's a very Xander move, though, to make sure she gets in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Much she respect. Definitely... She, she's a go-getter, that woman. Oh, my. Yeah, um, and that plays a huge part in the story. Yeah, yeah. So we end up going to L.A. We get there the day before at maybe... Oh, no, we get there the same day because we got to L.A. around 3 a.m. Yeah, you we left We were in night. Beverly Hills. Right. Because yeah. this event oh. takes place at the WGA Theater, yes. which isn't that far from Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. So what we do is 
we just decide, well, we can't afford a hotel, obviously. So, and there's a bunch of parking around here. So why not? We'll just park right in front of the theater mm-hmm. and we'll sleep there. Yeah. <laughs> Which we could, I mean, you, you're not supposed to sleep in your car, you know, because of stupid law reasons or whatever. <laughs> but we ended up sleeping in the car. Uh, we woke up around 9 a.m. And it never hit me that because we weren't going to get a hotel. I knew that going into this trip. Mm-hmm. But because we didn't get a hotel, I didn't realize we wouldn't be able to take a shower. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, and it didn't hit me till I woke up. I go, oh, I can't even brush my teeth. This is how we're different because those are the first things I would have thought. Yeah, I did not think about yeah. that at all. So we wake up, we get out of the car, and I guess the first thought is, let's go get breakfast, I guess. Because the podcast thing, the, at least the screening didn't start. Or the doors didn't open till 4. Yeah. So we had from nine to four to kill all this time. And it, again, it didn't hit me. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. We're going to have to kill almost a whole work day right now doing something. And we didn't want to lose the parking spot. Or I don't even know if that was the reasoning, but we just didn't want to drive the car around. Yeah. So we didn't go anywhere. We stayed local. So we walked to this really, it wasn't high end, high end, but it was a nice Jewish cafe Mm -hmm. we walked in and this is how broke i was everything in that cafe was including the pastries i think the cheapest thing you could get was like a canned drink and it was like two dollars oh so the cheap i can i couldn't afford anything on the menu i looked around (laughs) i looked around the only reason we went though is because we were looking for a place that had a bathroom Mm -hmm. that we could actually use yeah just to like splash some water on our faces and you know like through our hair, whatever. Yeah. So I think I grabbed a canned drink or whatever, like a milk. I don't know. We sat there for a minute. We talked. And then we go, hmm, it's 10 o'clock, 1030. Now what do we do? That's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> and so, you know, I had never, obviously it was the first time I was in L.A., in that part mm-hmm. of L.A. So I didn't, really I didn't know anything about yeah. that place. So I figured, well, we could walk around. That'd be cool. Anyway, we we walk around Beverly Hills. We end up finding an estate sale mm-hmm. for this mansion. Oh, yeah. You, which was really cool. Yeah. And I didn't know at the time what an estate sale was. And if you can put together a timeline, I should have known what an estate sale was. I was too old not to know what it was. Yeah. But as soon as we got there, I remember I felt so dumb because the first thing I said when I walked into the mansion was, whoa, it feels like somebody left this place in a rush. (laughs) No, they died. The person was fucking dead. Because that's when Xander tells me, I don't know if you know this, but estate sales usually happen when people die. Yeah. I go, oh, that makes way more sense. (laughs) All this guy's stuff was just thrown about all the Mm -hmm. the entire place. And I remember looking around, and the coolest thing I found, in my opinion, was um, a set of bow and arrows. Really? Yeah, it was really cool. And I wanted to buy them so bad, I could just barely afford it if I really wanted to get them. Mm-hmm. Then I remember we were on foot. Yeah, so, you didn't want to walk all so the way So I didn't back. want to get shot by LEPD, you know, just <laughs> For having a bow and arrow. some random brown guy walking around with a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. So I, I unfortunately didn't buy them, but they were so cool. It was a really cool set. Um, and then there was a bunch of other stuff. And people, I remember it was weird to me because yes this place belonged to somebody who was once alive and 
taken that into consideration, some of the people were asking the person running the whole thing, mm-hmm. hey, is it cool if we pull shit off the wall? Because <laughs> people people really like the light fi- fixtures mm-hmm. on top of the bed. So can we rip those off the wall? And the, <laughs> and the guy, he was like, yeah, pull them off the wall, dude. You know, like Go I, nuts. Yeah, go nuts. And so... Yeah, we went there. It was a really cool thing to do. I'd never been to an estate sale, so that was fun. Mm -hmm. Then we ended up walking to West Hollywood. Um, We got food again, probably. We went to a Safeway or a bargain market. We were just walking around a lot, which to me was a mistake because once we got back to the theater at 4 o'clock, we got there exactly at 4 o'clock. Yeah. So we were the first people in line. And it must have been a week... I think you're right. It must have been a weekend or something because there was no pre-line. You know how you, sometimes you get somewhere and people have been there for an hour Waiting, beforehand? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were the first ones there at 4 o'clock sharp. And we stand in line and I notice that – I hate saying this. I hate admitting it. <laughs> but I notice that I smell just right. a little bit. Oh, and it just kills me. aggravating. Yeah, and I brought – but I brought a – little go bag with me mm-hmm. just just in case I, the only thing i didn't have in it was deodorant oh was no so dumb yeah but i did change my shirt it just didn't help a lot though yeah because I, I remember thinking man i don't want to interact with anybody you know even if an exec that which is a wild idea to even yeah. have to yeah, begin but... with i'm like whoa if an exec talks to me i'm not even gonna be confident like i have no no idea how i'm gonna talk to people like this mm-hmm. so we stand in line we're the first ones there. I'm sweaty, just nasty, haven't brushed my teeth. And then the first couple people come to the line. And then they ask us, hey, is this line for card holders or non-card holders? And at the time, well, no, it, it's always been like that, where if you're part of the union, mm-hmm. right? Because the WGA is a union, right? Yeah. yeah, okay. So if, you have, if you're in the WGA, you get a card, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously we don't have cards. So we go, I know we don't know because we're the first ones here and we're not card holders. So I guess you could stand to, on the other door mm-hmm. and that's the line. We don't know. So they get in line. A couple more people start to show up, maybe three, four more people. And I don't even have no idea how this conversation starts. I think because of that friendly little interaction of them asking us something, mm-hmm. Xandra was able to kind of get her way in. She saw with, an in, yeah. Yeah, she saw an in with one particular person because she was more receptive to it, mm-hmm. which is really cool of her. She didn't have to do that. Yeah. Uh, she ends up seeing us again after talking to her friends, and she goes, oh, by the way, where are you, where are you guys from? You know, she doesn't have to ask us. That's yeah. really nice of her. Yeah. And we go, "We're oh, we're from the Bay Area. And she goes, wait, you guys are here for this event? And I yeah. go, yeah, yeah, yeah. We drove. We just drove here this morning, technically, mm-hmm. just to, just for this. She goes, wow, that's a, that's some commitment. And I go, yeah, we're driving back right after the event. And she goes, oh, that's so cool. Oh, by the way, I'm from Mountain View, so that's so cool, you know. And then after that, she, she ends up saying, oh, my gosh, by the way, you guys have to meet my friend Pam. My friend Pam is so cool. You have to meet her. We're like, okay, sure, yeah, we'll meet Pam. <laughs> and that's when she said, have you ever heard of the show The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? Mm-hmm. I go, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would watch it intermittently, you know, when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. She goes, 
yeah, she was the showrunner for that sh- for that uh, show. And that yeah. sounds kind of surreal to me. You yeah. know? I was like, oh, whoa, that's kind of really cool. But not only that, I remember thinking to myself, I, I don't know, that it was just, is, is it going to be what I think it is? Or, mm-hmm. By the way, for the, for the audience, just in case, a showrunner is basically like the head writer, executive producer, and director, main director of a TV show that's in series yeah. like uh, during filming. Uh wherever you know on either on location studio it doesn't matter they're just the head honcho of the entire thing mm-hmm. we wait in line we get in we pick a table because they, they're not letting people in to see the movie just yet pam shows up and she sits at the table she says oh hi i can't remember her name the, the original person yeah but she goes hey how you doing you know she goes oh i'm doing great you know i just met a couple new friends here whatever and she doesn't necessarily ignore us, but she did tell us for, for a little bit of context that she hadn't seen Pam in years. Mm-hmm. This is the first time they're seeing each other in a while at this event. So they end up talking for a little bit. Me and Xander are just sitting there, kind of just listening to their conversation. The coolest part about the conversation was that all the conversation, the entire conversation, sounded exactly like a conversation that I would have with you mm-hmm. or with anybody else at because at the time we were at De Anza, and it sounded like those conversations that we would have about pre-production of, hey, I have this idea. I'm writing it out. Who should we involve to write this? Who should direct? Who should do this? The only difference in my head when I was listening to it, I go, whoa, that's so cool that you're having this conversation and that you're talking about these things. The only difference is that when it, her words carry money behind it. Yeah. Because she was working at the studio at she the time. She was established. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not only that, though, she was picking out of of their, you know, network of people that they love to work with. Uh, she was asking her, who should, should I bring him back? Uh, I heard he's been doing great. You know, he, he writes awesome. Oh, maybe not that person. They wouldn't be a great fit for the show. But it was really amazing to see that conversation happen right in front of yeah. me. And then she turns to us. And she starts asking us, and at the time, you know, at the time, I wish I was more confident, you know, I just, we were just starting out, so I didn't have yeah. anything under my belt to go, oh, this is exactly what I've done. Uh, here's my portfolio. Here's my list of films that I've produced. Or I just was so shy. I was, you know, but Xander starts talking her up uh, and she, you know, she's great at that. You know? Yeah. So she's, she gets along with them <laughs> really well. Uh, and she's, then, she's pretty fearless. Oh, yeah. Compared to you and I, the weekend waiter. Oh, man, I know. And so after that conversation and towards the end of it, they start letting people into the theater. And she goes, hey, how would you guys like to come see a live taping of my show Mm -hmm. uh, at the studio? And that was crazy awful. Yeah. I just didn't. I mean, it was not expecting that at all. Yeah. What a chance meeting, you know. And I didn't think she was serious at first because, you know, you can ask people questions all the time. You know, hey, do you want to come do this? We didn't even have her contact info. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, give me your email. And that's when I knew that she kind of meant it. I mean, she could still blow us off. Yeah. I was like, hey, that's that'd be really cool if that happens. And so we exchange emails, whatever. We watch the movie and we drive back. Amazing time, you Mm -hmm. know. And probably about a couple months later, we get an email back 
saying, hey, this is when you can come. Here, here is the instructions of how to get here, whatever. We end up telling her that you were supposed to come with us. Mm-hmm. Can we get an extra seat? She says yes. And then we plan our next trip. So that was the first time I went to Hollywood. They were this, so nice. They were just super from the, nice. It's, a lot of that is just the opposite of how you expect meeting Hollywood people to go because they were yeah. so nice. They were the ones asking us to come. They yeah, were super nice. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And then a couple months after the couple months, mm-hmm. we ended up going to Hollywood with you. Mm-hmm. And this time we did it right. I mean, we got a hotel. Yeah. The, the thing was, is <laughs> after, after I had heard about your experience the last time i was mm. like guys i will pay for the hotel i am not living like that That's even right. for 24 yeah. hours <laughs> yeah. which was, is totally fair you know yeah I, it's a I very... was like you you guys we're gonna have to pay gas money anyway you guys yeah. worry about that it I was crazy us, yeah it's I, like i'll get us a place for us to stay because i'm not gonna sleep in the car and not not brush my teeth you yeah know? that that first trip was crazy i was really happy that xandra was willing to do that i'm will i i i it's still willing to do that with people. Mm-hmm. I'm just an animal, you know. I can sleep anywhere. <laughs> I can. I can. I'm too high around. maintenance. I no, think, that's I have, perfectly I have my fine. Limits. Yeah, I need to brush my teeth. <laughs> that was such an oversight. I cannot believe I didn't even have a tooth. I had clothes, but I didn't have a toothbrush and deodorant. That's so bad. You didn't bring them at all. I know. I just. Oh. I didn't think it through. Damn. But that second time, we really. Yeah, we got the hotel. We got the hotel. We rented the jeep. Yeah, so we, we rode in style. Uh, that was that was amazing. so comfortable. Yeah, it was super cool riding around that Jeep. Yeah, and then we go. N- did we just go straight to the hotel? I can't remember. So yeah, we, rode- we we drove. We we left at like I think four or five in the afternoon, and we got there at around eleven. Yeah. So we basically we got to the hotel. We slept there. The next morning, we get dressed, we pack our stuff up, we check yeah. out of the hotel, and we go straight from there mm-hmm. to uh, Sunset. And we spent some time just, we went to a Phil's, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> even, even we just can't pass up a Phil's. Yeah. So we, this is pre-COVID, too. It was, yeah. This so was in 2019. It was very alive. Yeah, it was like yeah, a whole yeah. year before. Mm-hmm. So we got our coffee we walked up and down the strip a bit i took mm-hmm. photos of stars like little tourists <laughs> yeah uh i got to see the yvonne de carlo star that was one of the coolest things we did in my opinion was breakfast the next day before we went to the studio yeah that's true we went to the highlight room yeah somewhere i was near the cnn building i can't remember exactly mm-hmm. where it is anymore great really view cool. up there a really nice view Got Good some, food. Yeah, I got some fancy avocado toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was definitely overpriced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we could afford it at that time. Yeah, yeah, it was So nice. that was really nice. So after we go to the highlight room, mm-hmm. and then we go to the studio, mm-hmm. which was wild. When you get there, it's gigantic. Huge. Yeah. Huge. I mean, you you kind of know because you've seen movies, and you've seen behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. extras on DVD, whatever. Did, did we say where which studio this was? Seen, I haven't said it. I haven't said it. No. Are we not going to say it? Uh, I guess we can. Okay. It, it was Netflix. Yes. Yeah. It was at Sunset Netflix. Bronson Studios. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's still there. Mm-hmm. Though the studio's always been there. Yeah. Uh, one of the coolest parts about that studio is that's where they shot the Ed Sullivan show. Right. Originally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a historical. It's a historic studio. studio. Very big in person. The yeah. second we get there, we, we get directed into this parking garage. There's all these fancy as fuck cars parked there. Yeah, super. Yeah, so after that, we walk to the uh, the the show office. That's where we go. Mm-hmm. We, we say, hi, we're here to see Pam. 
and I think it's her personal assistant who ends up greeting us. Yeah. And she goes, oh, actually, she's not here right now, but she is at the editing bays. Would you like yeah. to go see that? And we were like, yes, oh, we would. Oh, man, that was so cool because we weren't even expecting to go see that. Yeah, yeah. So what it was is you go downstairs. That That's what's so cool about that. Op- Ever since that day, I've always fantasized about having the same setup for myself, mm-hmm. especially because whenever you have that setup, it's not forever, obviously. The mm-hmm. show, you, you only shoot a show for like maybe three months. Yeah. Especially on a studio lot. It's probably way faster to shoot the show. So you're not there for very long. But I've always fantasized about having that setup of, okay, the studio's over there, and here's my office, and here, and but that's what I was gonna say. Her office and like production stuff is on the top floor, mm-hmm. and then you go downstairs, and it's basically post production services. Mm-hmm. So there is probably like four, three editing booths, and we walk to the last one, and there she is. She's sitting on the couch with a script in her hand. Yeah. And the editor is in front of her with two big ass monitors side by side. Did, didn't we also get copies of the script to like look at? I was just yeah. about to say, as soon as we walked in, uh, she says, "Would you like? Would you guys like to to read the script with me mm-hmm. and see the changes that we're making?" She had notes from the execs, so she she needed to implement them with the editor. Yeah. And the coolest part about seeing that is, I've seen people edit at the at the time. You know, we were all starting out. So I've seen people edit, but never like that. Mm-hmm. This guy, because he had the two monitors, mm-hmm. just the sensitivity on his mouse was super high. Yeah. So you could see the mouse flying from this one screen to another really fast. And on top of that, he knew he obviously knew all the shortcuts on the keyboard mm-hmm. by, by heart. Mm-hmm. And so you could see him like his hands were like, flying across the keyboard when she would say something like, hey, uh, on page three, which is going to be minute, whatever, we have to cut this part out. We have to cut this flub out because apparently the line is, you can't even hear what she's saying. And you could see him cut out the clip and drop a new one in Mm -hmm. and reset in less than a couple seconds. Yeah, we're going back and forth and looking at different takes of these. And, and, you know, they're having the exact same kinds of conversations that even you and I were having a few weeks ago where they're like, oh, we can't use that take it's awkward at this place or we caught yeah. the stuff that we didn't want in there. So it, it was very familiar, but it's such mm-hmm. a different scale. Yeah. Yeah. She got along really well with the editor there. You could tell they were really friendly mm-hmm. with one another. She goes, great. We got it, Greg, or whatever his name was. Mm-hmm. And she turns to us and she says, would you guys like to go to the studio now? And we're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah hell <laughs> Take yeah, us wherever you want. Yeah. Man. Wherever. Yeah. So we, we get out of the office and we end up walking all the way down to one of the lots or one of the studios. And it's surreal when you walk into this place. Because I remember this. You walk in and there's a long hallway first that's right. pretty, really thin. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just weird. It's a waiting area. And there's a sign on there that says on air or rolling. I can't remember. Yeah, they had these signs up there. It would just basically tell you when they're rolling or not. Yes, you don't go through the doors when they're in the middle of something. Exactly. So when you, did you want to say something, by the way? I don't know if you were going to say something real quick. No, no, I'm good. Oh, okay. (laughs) So when we walk through that door, it's a thin hallway. As soon as you walk through the door that has the little sign of rolling or not rolling, there's another hallway, but it's like an artificial, it's, it's like they constructed it. Yeah. So it's blocked off 
the, the studio's blocked off, but you can see up and it's huge. Like you can see it from outside and you know it's big, but mm-hmm. when you're inside, somehow it seems even bigger. Yeah. But it's this thin hallway that's been constructed and she goes, okay, follow me. And we go to the right. And as soon as you get to the end of the, the hallway they constructed out of like Duvetine, it just, whoosh, it just opens up mm-hmm. into three separate built stages. Yeah. Which was really crazy. Those are really detailed sound stages. And just just for reference, this was the show that we were watching, it was mm-hmm. uh, sort of like a preteen kind of Disney. So if you can imagine those um, those outdoor sets that you see on Disney shows, there were sound stages like that, that mm-hmm. I guess they put together and take apart just for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a school. There was her apartment. Yeah, there was her bedroom. The scene they were working on that day was it was an outdoor thing. It yeah, was, they were they in were, camp or something. Yeah, they were on like a that. hike. It was um the, the premise of the show was this this uh internet famous girl, I guess, she commits a she commits a crime or something. <laughs> she she had to do some sort of community service where she leads this science club, I think, at a mm-hmm. at a school. So mm-hmm. this was an episode where she was responsible for taking these younger kids out on a hike. That's right. And okay. they were there this like competition thing with a different school. Mm-hmm. And then there's drama with like this boy she has a crush on. So it's you know all the yeah. all the essentials in a in a show like right. that. Right. Yeah. 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 It was a it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. seeing being on set. We got our own director's chairs, which was pretty mind blowing. Yeah. They were already there for us. Yeah. <laughs> that they was just, really cool. They just invited us to sit right behind the monitors. Yeah. Listen to the, you know, the writers were in front of us and we were listening to them. The video village was right in front of them. Yeah. So, so you can see all we can see of everything. The cameras. Yeah. There's like the directors and the writers right in front of us. What were we at? Did you think we were going to get murder right there? <laughs> no, Sam just crashed the podcast for a second to get his camera. Yeah. He knocked on the window. That was a little murdery, but <laughs> that's fine. I know. We like him anyway. It's way scarier when it's dark. I promise you. He does that at night? No, no, no. My dad <laughs> and my sister always do, always do that. Oh, my God. Anyway. So what we were saying is the director's chairs were there for us, mm-hmm. ready to go. The the director for that episode, that was, um, he was an actor, right? He was from Sweet Life. That was one of the cooler parts about it, too, yeah. was that the director for, because in TV, right, you, you can have different directors for different episodes. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was a favor that he would ask. I don't know if I should say that. I think they're, they're just collaborators yeah, already. They so they. But he, I, okay, so for people who know the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, he played the hotel manager mm-hmm. for the original series. And actually, he was he's in the boat one, too, right? Yeah, I think he he's in the boat. He manages the boat the, Mr. or Mr. Mosby? Yes, yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, so we he we got to see him direct the episode. I was too nervous to talk to him. Really? <laughs> at I, all. I, 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 th- I think we, we had, like, a quick exchange, but I was like... Yeah, we shook his hand. But my, my, my mentality was like, I'm not going to push it too far with anybody here. I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. be polite and be like, hey, I'm not... But, yeah. yeah, one of the coolest nice. parts about that that being on that set though, after sitting down for a minute, was that we were sitting behind the writers and Pam, and it was amazing seeing the writers work on the fly. Yeah, just like you did last weekend. Yeah, yeah, I guess that, that's what you're talking about, huh? Because uh, I think there has been this conversation nowadays, even about yeah. how the writer's job. People treat it like it ends after you've written the script, but it right. doesn't. Yeah. And so we were seeing the 
um, the actual onset part of the job for writers where in real time they're, mm-hmm. they have the scripts open, they're watching the actors play out, they're making changes yeah. or they're suggesting or they're compromising on something. Yeah. It was yeah. cool watching them sit next to each other and lean mm-hmm. over and say, I don't know if that worked yeah. or we should, maybe we should change it to this, that. Cause it's, it's that part of it where you don't, you, you can write a really good script, but then you see it being performed and that's yeah. when you realize it doesn't work. So right, yeah. they have to be there to make changes right then and there. Yeah. And the other cool part was seeing Pam in action mm-hmm. because she's the showrunner. So there was maybe only once or twice when it happened, but the person directing the episode made a couple decisions. Should we look at his name? I feel like we should know his name. Do you think? Okay, sure. Yeah. So just up. real quick. Phil Lewis. I actually knew Phil his Lewis, name. I yeah. knew that his first name was Phil. Yeah, I had a feeling. So Phil ends up making a couple of decisions on the fly. Mm-hmm. And the, it was really cool. One thing that was also, I think this sort of speaks to both Phil and Pam. Mm-hmm. Just uh, they've worked in this specific genre of TV mm-hmm. for so long. Yeah. Um, also for, for context, when we visited, there wasn't a live audience. There was supposed to be, but then there wasn't at the last minute. But then mm-hmm. they still invited us over. Yeah. So there wasn't a live laugh track going on. Yeah. But we could hear the two of them filling it in like between right. between the jokes they they would laugh and they were always like at the same time they, mm-hmm. they knew exactly where these things were going to land and yeah. it felt like it was because they've done so many of these kinds of shows mm-hmm. they just know the natural cadence and where the the, the laugh tracks were going to be filled in but yeah. they were just laughing at all the right moments <laughs> instinctually that, yeah. i just thought that was so fun yeah it all started seeing her make those decisions mm-hmm. where phil would say something and she goes no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she would like raise her hand and she goes, do it the other way. <laughs> but respectfully, you know. So, yeah. Then she showed us, uh, at some point, she showed us where craft services was. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. We got so much food. Yeah. Also, also we had lunch there, I think, <gasps> but before we even went there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I totally forgot. So, so, before the recording even started. Yeah. Uh, we, we went to the same cafeteria's the other crew members and writers and the actors even. Yeah, and I remember it was, we were so not prepared to even see actors. Yeah, that was even crazy. Seeing they, the cast. they were so much younger than us too, which Way makes it even weirder. more ridiculous yeah, it <laughs> that we were so nervous. But like, I remember weird. there's uh, the, the guy playing the boyfriend I walked by him and he, he was so friendly and he waved at me. Oh, and really? I was like, huh, I didn't know what to say. I was just <laughs> like, Hey, hey guy, yeah. I, I didn't know who he was at that time either. I didn't, no, right. he, I can only playing. imagine what it's like on a bigger set because the the actress for that for that show she's she was the winner of one of the seasons for American Idol, right? And she, I mean, I knew I didn't know who she was exactly, yeah, but I knew how, what she looked like, and man, I mean, she's like she was stunning in person. I yeah, remember she just, was really pretty. Yeah, just being nervous around. And- them and, yeah. she was she was really nice like we didn't really speak directly to her no. but she sort of when it wrapped at the end of the day she sort of gave us a shout out like hey thanks for coming yeah which yeah, is really nice was like, yeah these guys didn't even have to acknowledge us but yeah and that was, that was really cool because i think it was in studio the lunch we had it was on the second floor of the mm-hmm. studio and it was all catered it was mm-hmm. like all you can eat like yeah just dive in have yeah. whatever you want and that's what she said to us Go ahead and have whatever you want. Uh, okay, sure. It's like yeah. fuck, all right. <laughs> I definitely. I know. I should. I. I know we shouldn't have felt that at all because it wasn't even on her in her on her yeah. time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the studio. Like what difference would it make? Yeah, the studio is obviously paying yeah. for it. Um, 
the I think the only thing that almost ruined it for me was some of the some of the actors who were the the, the kids. Mm-hmm. Some of them were really cool. You could tell that they didn't have an ego about them or anything like that. Uh, except for one, <laughs> which had he came he even came with his own Wrangler. Actually, I don't know if you remember that. I do. I do remember that. Yeah. This is just a preface, though. I'm. I'm kind of. He could have just been having like a, a an day. off day. Yeah, you know. I don't know about that. I feel like he was on. He, I think he was on his shit like twenty four seven. I'm pretty sure he's I, a professional. That, I don't know about that because that lady, mm-hmm. she seemed stressed. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so so this is what happened. We're, we're not let's not let's not say exactly who it was. Oh no, of course yeah. not. I don't even remember his name. Yeah, funnily enough. Anyway, <laughs> so so we were on set, and I end up feeling a little snacky. So I go mm-hmm. again to craft services, which was huge, really huge. It was Massive. a whole section. We ate so well that day. Yeah, and they told us to take food with us, which too, is really nice. Yeah, yeah. They had a they had a legitimate fridge, mm-hmm. like an industrial refrigerator. Like a soda fridge. I it was so. <laughs> it was so cool that I took a picture. <laughs> yeah. It was one of the few pictures that I posted of that trip. <laughs> but I went to go to craft services to grab something extra to eat or whatnot. Yeah. I went with you if this is That's what right. we're about to talk about. Yes, yes. You yeah. went with me. They happened to just cut when we got to craft services. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't that far away, but it was a walk. Yeah. A, a, a small walk. It was a really big studio. Yeah. So, so we get to craft services and we kind of take a second to pick out whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And as I'm standing there, they call cut, and we're still standing there for a minute or two. And then one of the actors comes up to grab something. One of the child actors. Yeah. And the, just to try and be friendly, I go, and I, okay, I will preface this by saying he was semi-justified in this. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he comes up, <laughs> grabs something from the fridge, and I go, hey, David, right? Yeah. He turns, looks up at me, and with he, his face just turns sour. Mm-hmm. He was like, David? I, <laughs> and I go, oh, I'm sorry. Is that, is that not your name? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, what's your name? And he tells me his name, but really aggressively. Yeah. And that's when his Wrangler came out from out of nowhere and she goes, oh, ha, 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 hi. Uh, I lost him for a second. Yeah. Oh, I just remembered his name. Yeah. I'm not going to say it, but then she goes, hey, hey, okay, okay. It's time to, it's time to go back, you know? Because I, I, I think she knew that she, he was probably going to like assault me or something. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's, he's, she, she knows what this child is capable of. And, yeah. you Just know, about to demolish a couple of 20-something-year-olds. Yeah, I mean, he made, he probably made, like, three times our combined salary, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, I mean, whatever, you know, could have an ego on him. Uh, but, yeah, that, that was the only moment that gave me so much anxiety. Because <laughs> I was, I was, it was seriously almost, almost ruined the entire experience for me. Really? Yeah, because wow. I was so anxious after that, I go... Oh, man, is he gonna tell Pam about this? Uh, am I gonna kick? Am I gonna get kicked off the She's lot? She's gonna come back there and be like, "Hey, is it true? Yeah, Did you forget his name." I know. Oh my gosh, I, I thought that was gonna happen. On top of that, I thought it would be so embarrassing to be the only one kicked out, yeah, and having to wait in the car for you and Sandra. Oh, I would have gone with you. Oh, that's so nice yeah. of you. But yeah, 
but it was a magical experience. We got to take at least one picture on the set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was trying to do like a sort of selfie version, and then Pam's like, "Oh, let's let's get a photo with all of us." And yeah, everything that I expected to be sort of like a cringy thing, they mm. actually responded so well to it. They're yeah. like, "Oh, you're taking a photo. Let's let's take it for you. Let's yeah, get in. Let's was, get in the photo." They were super nice. To yeah. Us. yeah, I think like. The, the part that I still cringe about those when I, I guess they were asking us about the kind of stuff we write and I, Oh man, I, that was tough. Yeah. That was so hard. I wish I, I don't wish this actually. Cause I don't, I don't like lying. Yeah. I, I hate, embe- not more than lying, but, I, and I know some people disagree with me on this. I hate embellishing too. Mm-hmm. I usually Same. don't embellish any stories. I, I mean, this story that I'm saying to you, or this story that we're telling you guys I, we're not exaggerating any of Yeah, that. we're not. Yeah, I'm definitely telling it's... you the straight facts. I would not, I just don't find joy in embellishing or, you know, sculpting my words in such a way to make things seem more impressive than they are. Yeah. I'm just not that kind of person, unfortunately. But that being said, she asked us what we're working on, mm-hmm. what we do, and I just couldn't come up with anything that I felt comfortable saying because at the time I think we were writing Rent and Death, right? We were going to get started on that, yeah. Right. So I think that's the only thing I said. I I think I told her something along the lines of, "Oh, well, I'm trying to get into producing." Mm-hmm. And then and she asked me a couple more questions, yeah. and I totally fell apart. I didn't know what to say after that. It's it's kind of a blur. I think the the part that I'm embarrassed about is just at the time. Uh, I, I just explained the kind of stuff I was writing. And so mm-hmm. I sort of gave this, uh, I don't want to call it a pitch because obviously mm-hmm. like who would go for it, but it was like an old version of the script mm-hmm. that I really like now, but I mm-hmm. was talking about the old version of it, which yeah. is so embarrassing to me for oh, some reason. Man. Like there, there's no way to even remember it. Mm-hmm. I mean, their, their response was like perfectly fine. It was mm-hmm. like a comedy premise and, you know, they were laughing and they were like, oh, that's such a cool idea. I, yeah. I feel like they were being kind of nice. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I, I do think so. Not not in a, like, I'm not ragging on them for being nice. No, not at all. I think just in, in my head, just mm-hmm. now that I'm embarrassed about the old version of the story, I'm like, oh, they must have just been nice. <laughs> you know, it wasn't that <laughs> good idea. But they were very encouraging about it. Yeah, they were very nice. By the end of it, they were saying all these things like, oh, you guys need to send us your resumes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I was. It's just like, I, I didn't, I didn't know too... they were supposed to be this nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was very unexpected. You never hear about people being that nice. Yeah. You know, I doubt ever if this will ever get to Pam's ears. Mm-hmm. But if, if, if it ever does. Just know that we're so grateful Thank for that experience. You so much, Definitely, yeah. Will, yeah. I will never forget that, yeah. especially of the magical sense of being like, "This is oh my god, this is only my second time in Hollywood." And like, yeah, it was true Hollywood story. Like that's really fun to have in my like in my you know little cachet of stories. Yeah, and just like that. that we got to be so up close with it. We got to talk to writers and hear their stories. Yeah, like how that's they, right. How they started working there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. all the, all the and shows. they just reinforced it. You know, you know what's funny about that? They just reinforced. It. I'm not complaining. I, obviously, that's just how the way the way this business works. But they just re- sorry, I just did it again. <laughs> uh, but they reinforced the idea of it's all about who you know mm-hmm. and being at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I wasn't offended by that idea at all. I think I think it made me feel good about us. Yeah, because 
that's exactly how we got there. But yeah, that's 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 our little story. That's yeah. what that's what we went to. That's our that's our Hollywood story. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know, do you yeah. want to say anything else? Uh no, I th- I think that covers it. It was it, it was it was pretty wild. Yeah. I haven't thought about that in a while either, but I know, reliving it that. like that, yeah. Yeah. That but that was um I try not to tell the story too often just so I can relive the magic of telling it every time. Mm-hmm. I'm not like Bert Kreischer, you know? <laughs> he feels the magic every time he tells the machine. Yeah, yeah. I wish I was like that. No, I don't. But okay. it's, it's yeah, I try to keep that for whenever somebody wants to hear something interesting. I don't know. It was a really good experience. Yeah, super. It was, it was very magical. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Zandra. Yeah, thank you, Zandra. Yeah, all because of you. Well, thank. Th- thank you guys for encouraging us to bring that story back because it's fun and now we have a recording of it and yeah, you guys can all listen friends. to it. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Belgium. Yes, appreciate you every week. Is he? I don't even know if I'm giving him credit what credit is due. Is he actually listening still or I don't know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's always the first download. I didn't mean to sound so no. skeptical of you. I just, I just want to make sure that I'm keeping the facts. <laughs> we don't straight. doubt you, Belgium guy. We promise. <laughs> we know you're out there somewhere. Yeah. Even if you are a computer. Thank you to our friends for watching. Thanks, all you guys. Yeah. Uh, there will not be an episode next week because we're having a long weekend in Tahoe. Yeah. We're finally going on vacation. Mm-hmm. Much needed. We're gonna do a show there with our friends. It's gonna be. It's probably going to be a little bit wild, but we'll see if we can get some good video out of it. And mm-hmm. uh, there, there are a bunch of film people as well. So yeah. who knows what will happen out really in fun. the forest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. All right. But yeah. Bye, Thank- everybody. Thank you, guys. Bye.